Hey guys, I thought I would just make a impromptu walking with Pete podcast where I'm walking home through the park at the moment after having gone on a coffee date with a friend for the last two hours. So we were just hanging out in the city in a really nice coffee place in an alley right near where I used to go to university and just chatting about languages and it was really cool. So she's from Brazil originally and had moved to Peru when she was a kid because her her father had gotten a job, I think, in, in Peru and they'd then grown up there but spoken Portuguese at home, learnt Peruvian Spanish um, in Peru, obviously, but then also went to a British school, so she grew up speaking British English. So it was kind of really cool to chat to someone who has three native languages. That's something I haven't kind of come across before. And it was interesting hearing how how she learnt these languages from a really, really young age and how she can switch between them and just some of the funny difficulties too that she has. So even though they were native languages that she has spoken since birth, if she has gaps in, in vocab or... Wow. Yeah, I guess things she can't think of how to say in English versus Spanish versus Portuguese and then tries to translate things into and out of these languages. So say she thinks of it in, in Portuguese but doesn't know it in English and then says the Portuguese equivalent, especially of some of these sayings. It's funny to hear that sometimes, yeah, you'll have absolutely no idea what she's talking about, but other times the sayings still work and are funny. I guess that's part of part of the whole language learning thing but it was very cool also I guess what was interesting was when I was chatting to her she was telling me that she's trying to start learning German because she wants to do an internship in Germany there's a helicopter about to take off as I'm walking behind the hospital so I hope that's not too loud it's probably going to be incredibly loud (laughs) Anyway, so she was telling me that um, even though she speaks three languages and she learnt them from birth, because she learnt them from birth, she still finds learning a new language something that is incredibly difficult. And this is one of those things that, at least before I started learning English, sorry, learning French, I always thought was counterintuitive. I thought if you'd learnt a lot of languages from birth that you'd be able to pick up new languages incredibly easy, you know? Like, if you speak three languages natively, why would you not be able to pick up a fourth, fifth, sixth language incredibly easy? And it's funny, in my recent experience, after getting into language learning and learning French and this year learning Portuguese and a little bit of um, Swedish, that... There are a lot of people who may speak multiple languages natively from birth but who still have, you know, a comparable amount of difficulty as someone who only speaks one language natively when they're trying to pick up another foreign language. And it's, it's it's kind of cool because at the same time it's not... It shows that we're kind of all on the same... Um, playing field. We're all on that same level. Whenever you want to learn a new task, such as a language, 
even if you've learnt, you know, a whole heap when you were incredibly young, as a young adult or as an adult, if you want to learn a new one, it's just as hard for a monolingual person, or at least, you know, it's probably a slightly easier for bilingual people simply because of the experience they have with more than one language, so they can see, you know, the patterns and maybe associate words from Spanish with, say, Portuguese if they were learning Portuguese but already spoke a few languages, including Spanish. I can't remember where I was going with this point. But, yeah, it's kind of cool to see that, you know, monolingual people often think it's so, so, so hard, near impossible to learn a foreign language, but it can be just as difficult for someone who speaks five languages natively to learn a sixth language as it would be for someone who speaks one language to learn a second language. So don't, I think if you're learning English and this is your your only other language that you're learning apart from obviously speaking your native language, don't be disenchanted, don't be put off, don't be um, disencouraged by how difficult it is and how long it takes and and the amount of errors that you make and feeling stupid, making mistakes all the time because even if, even if I spoke 10 languages perfectly, absolutely perfectly, no mistakes, they were all my native languages, the moment I would go to try and pick up an 11th language today, no matter what it was, no matter how similar it would be to, to one of the native languages that I would already speak, hypothetically, I would still have problems, I would, it would still be difficult for me, I would still make mistakes, and it would still be a mountain, a hypothetical mountain that I had to climb. I wouldn't just be able to look at the language for a week and speak it perfectly because of my previous experience, although my previous experience with learning languages, whether or not from birth, is likely to give me some kind of help, indirectly or directly. But yeah, I guess that was what I wanted to sort of talk about today. And it's something interesting that I've noticed, especially as an Australian who who was sort of, I guess, grew up speaking only one language and there was no real reason to learn another language, not from lack of wanting to learn a foreign language, but as an Australian who lives in Melbourne, an Australian who lives anywhere in Australia, it is very difficult to find a large group of people who speak another language, particularly um, who live nearby, say like in Europe, where you could live in France and drive in any direction for, um, you know, five hours and there's probably ten, ten countries or more that you could get to who speak a totally different language. For one, Australia is is the large part of a massive continent on which we only speak English, or at least the majority, the large, large, large majority of Australians only speak English. And for us, our nearest neighbour that speaks another language is probably Papua New Guinea or Indonesia, for which um, learning those languages aren't very appealing because, one, there's not many speakers in Australia for those language groups, and two, we don't really have a lot to do with those language groups or those, those, um, those countries. So it's unlike, say, France, where if you live on the border, speaking Spanish is going to be incredibly useful to you because, well, for one, it's just going to be common and 
you're going to run into so many Spanish speakers all the time. So if they don't speak French or they don't speak a common language like English, you being able to speak Spanish is going to be of great use, you know. Whereas here in Australia, there's no, you never really come into contact with, you know, we don't have a border with a, a, another country that speaks an entirely different language that would be of great benefit if the average Australian was to learn it. So that was one of those frustrating things, I guess, growing up here in Australia, uh, monolingual, monolingual, because I always wanted to be able to speak multiple languages, but unlike, say, living, you know, in Switzerland where there's three national languages, if I want to learn a foreign language here in Australia, I have to go so much above and beyond um, the normal effort, I would imagine, someone in, in, say, Switzerland has to, in order to learn a foreign language, because I have to actively look for people who speak it, actively look for resources, you know, like TV shows, they're not just on the TV, I never get, you know, I may see the odd movie, but it is an incredibly rare event for, for me to see, say, a French movie on mainstream TV with subtitles in English. So I couldn't just rely on that kind of thing if I was trying to learn French. I would have to find French people, I would have to get French resources, buy French TV shows and movies and books and audiobooks. And it takes a lot of energy to go out of my way in order to learn a foreign language, no matter which foreign language it is here in Australia. So that's why I always envied a lot of these people who spoke multiple languages, you know, like I've met some people who speak up to nine um, languages, probably not all natively, almost indefinitely not all natively, but who have grown up in places where more than one language was spoken or have travelled with their parents to multiple countries and had to learn different languages while they were growing up because it seems like such an advantage. It seems incredibly, incredibly useful and incredibly cool. And yeah, I'm trying to think where I was going with this. I had a point that I wanted to get to. But ultimately, yeah, it's learning a foreign language is hard for everyone. I think there is definitely there's definitely some people who are better at it. But I think for one, everyone can do it. Everyone speaks, you know, a a native language of their own that they've had to learn from scratch and you learnt it before you could speak any other language so imagine we forget how difficult that was and how many years it takes a child to learn a a language to competency and we all think that children have this magic gift for language learning when in fact how many years does it take the average child from when they're born to when they can have a conversation with you as you would have with another adult in your native language. It would be at least 15 years, maybe maybe 20 years, maybe even longer than that for some people. And yet, taking any of you listeners, I'm sure, out of your native language and exposing you to any other language in the world that you have zero knowledge about, I'm sure within six months to a year, maybe even longer than a year, a little bit longer than a year depending on the language, you could easily smash any child who's spending the equivalent, even more time, learning that language from scratch. So I don't think it is a, a child gift um, for learning languages. I'm sure a lot of you agree with me. I'm sure a lot of you probably already know this, but I'm sure there are a lot who also think that 
language acquisition needs to be done at a younger age and that older people can't do it. And I think that's wrong. I think if you're motivated and if you're forced to use the language and if you force yourself to use the language, anyone can learn anything, um, any language to fluency. Whether or not you make mistakes, whether or not the grammar is perfect, whether or not you have as large a vocabulary, passive and active, as a native speaker isn't necessarily well, one, the goal or something you could ever achieve unless you grew up in that environment or spend a significant amount of your life in that environment. But that's not to say that you can't ever get to the point of fluency and have in-depth, adult, mature conversations. And so, yeah, I think, I think personally, if anyone gave me the challenge to learn X language, whatever language it was, and said your life depended on it, and you have to, you know, here's a, here's a baby who's also learning this language, you've got to beat it. I think that, I think all of us could do that within two years, easy, you know. If the, if you, if the motivation is there, anyone could learn any language to a high level quicker than a child, if the motivation is there. That's where I think things change, though, a lot of the time. I'm not motivated to learn Chinese. I'm not motivated to learn Russian. I'm not motivated to learn, um, you know, languages from Papua New Guinea, Indonesia. I'm motivated to learn um, very, very specific languages that I have some kind of a connection to. And so in that sense, I think, too, that from a subjective point of view, from my point of view, not all languages are created equal. And I think that's probably the same for everyone. There are some languages that are difficult... Um, or that are considered difficult objectively if you're a native speaker of say English Japanese is incredibly objectively difficult because of how different it is from English but if you're motivated to learn Japanese and you're passionate about it and you could spend eight hours a day doing it and you, you freaking love it you know like it's just it's not tiring it's something you absolutely adore even though the language is on paper objectively more difficult than, say, learning Spanish for an English speaker. If you absolutely hate Spanish or you have no connection to it, you're not motivated to learn Spanish at all, then learning Japanese is going to be so much easier for you because of that difference in motivation. So that's just another point that is also worth getting across with language learning. It's not necessarily to judge arbitrarily or, or objectively how hard is this language and will I ever get to be perfect in it is how much you enjoy it and it doesn't matter if it's only spoken by a very small amount of people it doesn't matter if you know if you can't use it every day it doesn't matter if you do a little bit every day it doesn't matter if you do a lot every day if you like doing what you're doing and you enjoy it then do it you know like if the motivation is there follow through with it and and You'll never, you'll never disappoint yourself, you know. Just aim to be better than you were yesterday. 1% a day or 1% a week. I think my coach used to always say the rule was just try and be that little bit better than you were yesterday or last week and you can't fail. And just keep improving, guys. So, yeah, anyway, that was just a short, well, probably a long um, rant that I felt like talking, and, talking about and fleshing out a little bit as I walked through the park today. Um, I hope the audio, audio was okay. I'll have to check it when I get home. But I thought it would be good to, you know, just have more of a conversational lesson where I'm just talking naturally as I would to someone if they were here talking to me, standing right next to me in the park. And this is just... Language learning is one of those things that I'm incredibly passionate about. So I never get tired of talking about, um, about language learning. 
Anyway, tell me what you guys think, you know, tell me what languages you're learning and how you find learning them as an adult, if you're younger, if you're a teenager, even if you're a really young child and you happen to be listening to this podcast, what languages are you learning and, and what are the difficulties that you've, you've come up against? I've, has grammar been a, a particularly difficult thing for you to, to grasp or is it more remembering vocab, finding speakers, what motivates you? Um, what doesn't motivate you? Yeah, I would just I would love to have that kind of conversation with you guys, whether it's on the Aussie English Podcast Facebook group or Facebook page, whether it's on the website, just comment, tell me what you think and how you found learning English as well, because I would love to know what in English has been difficult for you guys to learn so that I can develop more resources and podcasts around those things in order to be able to help you improve your English. So it's been pretty interesting. Making these podcasts so far has shown me a, a whole lot about the difficulties in English that I never had any sort of conscious understanding of because I spoke English from birth and so I don't think about it. But now breaking down a lot of these sentences and grammar and pronunciation and seeing how similar words can be like get up and get off and get in, all those sorts of things that can be incredibly difficult, I finally have an appreciation for. So, anyway, send me your questions and comments and let me know what you think. And I'll chat to you guys soon. See you later.